Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. Ramadan Mubarak to you and yours. This Ramadan, as we all gather to share a meal with our loved ones, we need to remember those in Gaza who are also gathering to share a meal with so many who aren't there that were just there a year ago. Since October the 7th, the Human Development Fund has assisted over 200,000 people in Gaza, providing them with essential aid, such as food baskets, water, hot meals, winter items, shelter, hygiene kits, and baby formula. Your generous contributions are making a significant impact, especially in Rafah. Let's sustain this momentum and continue providing crucial support during this sacred and blessed month. Please visit hdfund.org slash qalam. That's hdfund.org slash qalam, Q-A-L-A-M, to learn more about our global reach this Ramadan and choose where you'd like to direct your support during this blessed month. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make this month a time of mercy, solace, acceptance, and triumph for the ummah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. And may Allah continue to use all of us as a means and never replace us. Ameen, Ya Rabbil Alameen. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. From the podcast team at Qalam. We wanted to wish you a very blessed Ramadan. This month, you can expect daily uploads that will include reflections, khatiras, and khutbas, all from our new campus, Alhamdulillah. If you benefit from this content, please give generously at supportqalam.com. 100% of your donations goes towards the means of providing accessible Islamic knowledge to people around the world. Jazakumullah khairan for listening. Bismillah, alhamdulillah, wa salatu wa salam ala Rasulillah. Allahumma salli ala Sayyidina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam. Bismillah. Um, so the last uh, chapter that we read over the last four days or five days uh, was the first chapter, which is Babul Ikhlas or sincerity, um, and the imp- importance of bringing one's intention to their mind all the time. What am I doing? What's my motivation? Why am I doing what I'm doing? That's his first chapter. So that lets us know that's the most important thing to start with. And almost every scholar of Hadith, whenever they write their books of Hadith, they always start with intention because it's about what motivates us, what's pushing us. Now, what would be the natural thing that's next? The natural thing that's next is repairing uh, any, any broken aspects of our relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that calls for the chapter of tawbah, the chapter of repentance, or the chapter of tabayatuhu, to go back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, to return back to Allah, to return back to Allah. Um, this idea of returning back is found in the Quran too. إِلَّا مَنْ أَتَ بِقَلْبٍ سَلِيمٍ like that day will be very difficult for everyone except for the one who comes back to Allah in the same state that they kind of came from Allah. Heart was clean, heart was beautiful when God gave it to you. Now bring it back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala the same way, right? So tawbah means to go back to Allah. Now, a lot of us think of tawbah as a one-time incident, a one-time moment. I'm gonna stop, I'm gonna do tawbah right now and I'm going to repent for everything. And that's true. But when we look closer at the Prophet ﷺ's sunnah, we find that tawbah is more of a state of living or a constant, what we call hal. You know how you say to someone, kif haluk, like how are you, what's your state, right? Hal, the word hal means state, condition. So tawbah isn't a moment or an incident, it's rather a state of heart. It's, a, it's, it's rather a state of mind, right? That you're constantly, and you'll see that when we start to look at the hadith of Rasul. I'll start actually with the hadith, 
in order for us to get that meaning uh, inside of our minds. There's one hadith that we're going to read, and I'll read it right now just to begin with. عن الأغر ابن يسار المزني رضي الله عنه قال قال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم The Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم he said يا أيها الناس توبوا إلى الله واستغفروه Turn back to Allah and ask Him for forgiveness فإني أتوب إلى الله فإني أتوب في يوم مئة مرة Indeed I Return back to Allah. I do tawbah to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala 100 times in a single day. 100 times. The Prophet is seeking forgiveness and doing tawbah. Now there's a few things to think about. The first thing is, how did he slide that into his, his life? Like where do you find moments to do tawbah 100 times? Unless it's this constant state in the back of one's mind where a person is like, Astaghfirullah, Ya Allah, please forgive me for my shortcomings. Ya Allah, please forgive me for my shortcomings. You know, uh, one of the, 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 maybe this is my personality, but sometimes I think of when you're on a new job, right? And you're always messing stuff up. You know what I'm saying? You always, when you first get on the job, the first, at first week, you're just kind of like, sorry, sorry, sorry. Maybe that's my personality, but you know, um, but you're just like, oh, sorry, I didn't mean to. Oh, sorry, I didn't mean to. Sorry. It's just a, tubu, a constant toba, state of toba. Until you think you've got somewhere, and then when people make mistakes, you're the one saying, hey, you know you're supposed to be doing it this way. But the Prophet ﷺ was such that that state, that being kind of sorry state, um, was constant, he kept that. Now, another thing to understand is this. Um, whenever we get better at anything, the things that we find as mistakes become more nuanced. They become more rarefied. Right? In any skill you become better at, the, the mistakes you were making when you first started are horrible compared to the small mistakes you're making as you become an expert in that field. So similarly, we can apply this to our spirituality that as we start to become more conscientious Muslims, more connected Muslims, what happens is we start to do toba for what are lesser infractions. And to some may not even be an infraction. So to some, they may be like, bro, you're good. And you're like, no, that was a bit off on that one. My intention wasn't right. And they're like, oh, okay, intention, right? You know what I'm saying? So, so one person is way, way over here and it's okay because perfection is about perfecting the state that you're at in that point in your life, right? So the, so the Prophet we're thinking his sins are forgiven if he even commits them in the first place. The majority of scholars would say he's not even committing sins. But if he was committing sins, they're being forgiven. So why is he doing toba so much? Well, it's because his toba is not for sins, but rather for any moment, and this is what some scholars say, for any moment that he was just not conscious, conscious of God in that moment. Like, astaghfirullah, I wasn't aware of you in that moment. All right, and for us, we're like, wow. We're finding moments where we could be aware of God. And he's seeking moments, he's seeking forgiveness for the moments he wasn't aware of God. Right? And we're doing toba for sins, major sins, smaller sins, you know, hurting people, these different things. We're doing that type of toba, but the Rasul his toba is at a higher level. So that's the thing. There's one more thing before we start this. There are two important things for us to keep moving. There is fear and there's hope. We can't move forward if we're not motivated spiritually. How do you motivate someone? If you're a coach on a little league basketball team or 
how do you motivate someone? Well, it's fear. We're going to lose that game. You're going to get blown out in front of all of your friends and family. You better practice. He's like, yeah, right? Or hope we're going to win the championship. We're going to take the medal, the, the trophy home, and you're going to be holding it up. You're going to be holding up that thing saying, look at me, look at me. And that motivates some people. Fear and hope, the sweet spot. That's what we're looking for. So, so Toba, the, the idea of Toba is kind of accentuating or highlighting the fear to motivate you to do Toba. Astaghfirullah, Astaghfirullah, Ya Allah. But there's also the hope because Allah loves when you do Toba. So it's actually a combination of both fear and hope as we're gonna see in the narrations here. So let's jump straight into it. I just kind of wanted to introduce it before. Imam Nawawi says this, قال العلماء, the scholars state, Toba is wajib, it is necessary for every sin. Every sin that one commits, we have to do Toba for it. Oh Allah, forgive me. Oh Allah, forgive me. فَإِنْ كَانَتِ الْمَعْسِيَةِ If the sin is between you and God, and it doesn't relate to any rights of another human being, then there are three conditions for this Toba to be accepted. Number one, أَنْ يُقْلِعَ عَنِ الْمَعْسِيَةِ That you uproot the sin. You uproot the sin. Um, you're going to the source of it. You're not visiting the places where that sin happened. You're avoiding the places where that sin often happened because going back to those places brings back those same thoughts and those same uh, feelings associated to that place. So Sidi Ahmed Zarruq, he says, you never ever go back to that place even when you think you're strong. Number two, that you have remorse over the action. Now, some sins are enjoyable. Many sins are enjoyable. So Imam Ghazali, he says, well, how can you have remorse when you truly actually enjoyed that sin? So it's a very important question. He said, it's easy. This concept of remorse is more related to fear of God's punishment and hope for God's reward. So it's not about remorse over the, like, remorse over the action itself, but remorse over what is connected to, the, to that action. That action may be enjoyable. I can't deny that was an enjoyable sin. But I know for this enjoyable action is followed by the possibly the punishment of God and I'm remorseful over that connection. Or it's connected to not getting the reward of God. And that's what I'm remorseful over. I missed this opportunity to get closer to God. So he says the remorse is related to that, not the actual sin, because sometimes remorse isn't in our control. And sometimes it's like, I want to be remorseful, Sheikh. I want to be remorseful, but I'm not remorseful for that sin. It's like, no, don't you feel bad that it's taking you away from God? Yeah, yeah, that's it right there. That's your remorse, according to Imam Ghazali. And the last thing, The third is that you say, you make firm niya. Again, we're back at niya, right? You make firm intention that I'm never going to return to it. Now, here's the caveat here. There are sins that we do daily and we kind of know we're going to do them daily. So the question is, shaitan goes, hey, bro, you, you shouldn't do toba because you're going to do it tomorrow. Let's just wait till we're like 40, 50 when you retire from that job or something. And then you could do toba, right? And you're like, yeah, that's a really good idea. No, it's a horrible idea, right? Horrible idea. Because here's the key, very simple. The response to that is, I'm only responsible for the moment, right? And so I don't know if I'm going to live till tomorrow. So this thing you're telling me that you're promising me that I'm going to do it tomorrow, God didn't promise me tomorrow. 
I have to make firm intention that Allah, I want to give this sin up. I want this out of my life right now, Ya Allah, I'm not going to return back to it. Tomorrow, if God gives you life, we'll do tawbah again. Hassan al-Basri, someone came and asked him this question. A man, he said this, a man does a sin and does tawbah. And then right after that, he does a sin and he does tawbah. And then he does a sin and he does tawbah. What do you say about such a man? Hassan al-Basri, he said, لا أرى إلا ذلك أخلاق المؤمنين. He said, to me, that's a believer. He's like, that's a believer. You just literally described who a believer is. So the, remember, when it comes to firm resolve, just focus on this moment right now. If I live for the next 20 minutes, Allah, I'm not returning to this sin. For the next five minutes, I'm never returning to this sin. However much life you give me, I'm not returning. We'll deal with tomorrow when tomorrow comes. And that's how we always stay in the state of Tawbah. Almost done, inshallah. If you don't have one of these three things, then the Tawbah isn't sound. You need all of these. Uproot the sin, have the remorse, and just firm resolve, I'm not gonna go back to it. Not for the next 20 years, for this next moment, I'm not gonna go back to it. I'm not, because I don't know if I have 20 years. That's the caveat to fighting that satanic thought about how am I gonna stay away from this for the next 40 years of my life. Well, you don't know if you have 40 years. If the sin is connected to the rights of people, then there's actually four conditions here. The same three we just mentioned, but the next one. You have to get forgiveness from that person. If it's mal, money, well, you got to return it. Well, if you like accuse that person, you attack their honor and their dignity, well, you need to get forgiveness. If you backbit the person, you got to get forgiveness. By the way, you know, scholars always say, don't, don't walk up to somebody and say, hey, I was backbiting you last night. Can you forgive me? That's a horrible idea. Because uh, the first question is, um, with who? And what'd you say? That's the next question. So now you just made more fitna in the community? So don't do that. Just do one of those general, it's Ramadan, bro. I need your forgiveness for anything I did. You know what I'm feeling? <laughs> okay. If I did anything, forgive me. So if I ask anyone here for forgiveness, don't assume I was backbiting you. But I'm just, I'm just saying, don't sit there and start highlighting exactly what it is you said, because then you create way more fitna. As a convert, this is something you learn very early, right? Uh, yeah. So then he goes, You should do toba from all of your sins. But if you just did toba from some sins, that is still accepted. But the other sins are there. Um, and so that's it. Um, let's look at a few verses of the Quran. Tubu ilallahi jami'an ayyuhal mu'minun. O all of you, o, o humanity. O ayyuhal mu'minun. Turn back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala jami'an la'allakum tuflihun. Ya ayyuhal ladina amanu. Tubu ilallahi tawbatan nasuha. O you who believe, make a pure, sincere uh, tawbah to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Let's read one more hadith. Um, actually, I think that's good. We can pick up from here tomorrow. And read a few more hadith from here tomorrow, inshallah. So may Allah allow us to constantly do Tawbah. In this month, this is the month of Tawbah, right? It's the month every day, every day where we're asking forgiveness, asking forgiveness, asking forgiveness. The Prophet literally said he was climbing the member. No, he was coming down the member. And he said, Amin, Amin, Amin. Going up or coming down? I can't remember exactly which one. Um, he said, Amin, Amin, Amin. And when he came down, the Sahaba, they said, why were you saying Amin? And he's like, because Gabriel was saying a dua and I kept hearing him. And one of the things he said, may that person be far from Allah who
who reaches the month of Ramadan but doesn't gain forgiveness. And the Prophet said, Ameen. So like, this is the best opportunity for these moments. Um, it's the best opportunity to change because even your friends, they'll expect change, right? So if you're trying to change, you have a big excuse to change because like, oh, it's Ramadan. So may Allah give us tawfiq, inshallah ta'ala. Jazakallah khair. Subhanakallahumma wa bihamdik. Nashadu an la ilaha illa ant. Nastaghfiruk wa atubu ilayk. Subhanu rabbika rabbil izzati amma yasifun. Wa salamun ala al-mursaleen. Walhamdulillah. Jazakallah khair.